Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Steve Pearson the pastor of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, usually in studio with Keith Radke, the pastor of River Community Church in West Jordan. Uh, Pastor Keith is taking a little bit of a break, and so I have some friends in studio today. Uh, Before we get to that, if you are a first-time listener to Shouts of Grace and you would like to tune in um, to past broadcasts, you can go to Shouts of Grace Radio uh, dot com. That's Shouts of Grace Radio dot com. You can also have access to it through the Redemption Hill website, which is rhutah.church, and go under the media section. And also, um, if you are a first-time listener, uh, just so you do know what Short Shouts of Grace is about, we take the Bible and we take different topics in life and um, and, and we apply a biblical worldview and, and give us answers from Scripture as far as how we should act and what we should do um, and how we should think. And so um, if that's something that you're interested in, then um, you'll certainly enjoy the past broadcast. But if you've listened to the last couple episodes, we had a part one and a part two of a mission mindset. Um, I think I shared in that, that that for many years, I as a pastor, I really had zero um, zero heart for, for foreign missions. And then recently, uh, Pastor Keith and I were able to go to Cuba. And there, there's those things in life that just open your eyes and change and, and add color. And, and when we went there, um, the, the, the missions mindset for Redemption Hill was birthed. And so, um, and so now I'm super grateful for that. And, and so we decided, hey, let's come back and let's talk about that. And so I'm I'm super excited about what the future holds with that. But um, in studio today, we have a couple that that are very familiar with missions. In fact, um, Tony Waller and his wife, Joy, um, they are... Tony is the missions pastor and outreach pastor um, of discipleship at Oak Hill Baptist Church in uh, Williamson, Georgia. And Joy is, is his wonderful wife of how many years? Almost 30 years. 30 years. Awesome. And so um, if there's two people that are, that are not only familiar with uh, missions and, and kind of a heart of missions, not only in, in this country, but, um, and I want them to share their story, they've also spent time abroad as well. And so um, with different cultures and things like that. And so um, I'm excited to have them here. They're, they're, they're partners with Redemption Hill Church. Um, and so we're, we're, we're excited to hear from them. So welcome, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. How, how do you like Utah so far? Oh, we love it. It love is it. great. great. Yeah, awesome. And so, no humidity. There's or no low humidity. humidity. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of humidity in Georgia, that's for sure. Um, but you know, I, I want I want to talk today because I, I know sometimes I'm. First of all, there's a lot of people out there that were very much like me. They're, they're like, you know, and and then there are even Christians that are like, you know, why, why do we got to bother? with people overseas. I mean, we've got enough problems here, right? And, and, and there's a whole sector within the church that feels that way. And so they're really not excited about that. And so what, what I want to start by talking about is just saying, why, why missions? Why, why focus outside of my front doors or my city or my county or my nation? Why go there when there's so many unsafe people here? What's the, What's the urgency? What's the draw? And, and I know you guys have, a, have particular interest in this area. Well, it, it isn't a either or. It's both and. Mm-hmm. We are, are called to, to minister here to our people, 
but also to minister in a uh, larger focus too, even uh, up to the uttermost parts of the world. So Jesus told us that. So it's it's not either or, but both and. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know for us, um, international missions was not always on our radar. But then when God put it in our path, he led us in that direction. Now we're back in the U.S. So it is, it's a both. It's not either or, it's both. So what, take, you know, when did God first initiate this heart in you guys for for something outside of, of what your experience was in the United States? Well, I'll give you a little background on our story. I mean, we were, I would say we were living the American dream. Um, we were followers of Christ. We loved God. We were involved in our local church. We had jobs. We were living in Atlanta, um, had jobs, a house, three kids. So, you know, this is what life was about, right? But God got our attention, and um, I think a key word for us was obedience. Um, when, because God, we're followers of Christ, he's first in our life, we had to put our yes on his altar. Mm. Um, really had to just say, okay, you know, who really is Lord of my life? Mm. Is it me, what I want, or is it God? Was it nerve-wracking for you? Like, because you're a mom, I'm guessing you had kids and everything, and it's like... (laughs) I, I, I mean, we lost track for a while for how many times we moved, but... You know, it was, but at the same time, it was freeing. There were moments, yeah, it was really stressful moments. I thought, okay, I, I can't pack again. I, I, you know, what about my kids? What about school? What about medical? What about friends? All of those things that as parents are so important to us for our family and for our kids. Um, and just how is it going to work? But hmm. yet it's freeing because we know, okay, if God is leading in this direction and I put my yes on his altar out of obedience, then I can trust him with the rest of it Mm. because he cares about me. He cares about my kids more than I do. Mm. And he's got a plan. He cares for us and the people who need to know his name. Mm. Now, Tony, it's not like, it's not like you guys were packing up and, and moving to Atlanta, Right. I mean, where, where were you going and what, what, what was that call like? And was it just like this immediate, like, yes, we're going, I mean, how did all that go? It was a, um, multi-year, year process for us because, um, again, going from never thinking of, of moving overseas to all of a sudden we're going overseas and then just, um, given that, that to God saying, okay, we will do whatever you, you, you call us to do. And so we in, ended up moving to Africa. So no, it wasn't like moving across town. So you moved to Africa. We literally moved to Africa. So we sold our cars. We sold our house. We uh, liquidated everything. Uh, we shipped over a uh, small shipping container of, of things. Uh, our, our kids had to take a couple of boxes each. And so we packed up boarded a plane, and we, we landed on our older daughter's 11th, 11th birthday. birthday. Wow. You know, listening to that, it reminds me of the story of the rich young ruler, right? When he comes to Jesus and he goes, I've done it. What, what, what else do I got to do here to follow you? Sell everything you have. And, and, and now we're talking about a, a different level mm-hmm. of commitment. You know, it's like, I'm going to get everything, I, I sell everything I have, and then you can follow me. And it says that he walked away you know, I always wonder, sometimes I put myself in place of scripture. I'm like, what if the guy would have did that? What, mm. what if he, what yeah. could have been written about him in, in, in scripture for hundreds and millions of people to read over the years? And so you guys literally like just sold everything you had. You took young kids. Yeah. Like, was it, I mean, I'm, are you guys like ultra spiritual or was this fearful too? 
wasn't mean, wasn't easy for sure. <laughs> yeah, there were moments again of fear of transition. I remember um, our oldest daughter. With the first day I was taking her to school, she went to an international. Well, no, actually that one was um, a school run in the country, not an international. But she said, "Mom, I've never been to a public school." At that point, mm-hmm. she hadn't, and she said, "I'm going to a school in another country for the very first time." with people from a different culture, and I'm the only one like me. So th- there were a, a, a lot of firsts, and so we had to just um, walk God w- with God w- one day at a time and just trusting him that, that he's going to lead us, equip us mm-hmm. eat for, for each task. Mm-hmm. So so you guys take me there. You guys land, right? I mean, do you know anybody there? Yes. yes. We went with a sending organization. So they helped us as far as making plans, walking through the process of what we needed to do. There were other missionaries who greeted us when we landed and who, again, helped us get acclimated to the country. And, um, and they, they knew that, uh, that this was our, our daughter's birthday, so they actually had a, a cake and a, a small party for her. So that was a, a great help. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So when you guys get there in the, to, to Africa, I mean, how, how long were you guys there? We um, were overseas about nine and a half years, but we lived in different locations. Wow, nine and a half years. So this became home. Exactly, yes. yes. Wow, so so as you're there, um, tell me how your faith was both challenged during that time and what some of those challenges were and, and what were some of the, 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 um, growth, the growth points. Can I go on this one? Yes, go All ahead. Right. I get to talk sometimes. I have to ask permission. <laughs> But um, I think one of the first things for us is we went, okay, we are, we are the church. As, as far as us, a handful of other believers, um, the first place we lived, we became involved in a local church, um, multi-ethnic, um, an, Indian, um, an Indian community, and loved it. But there were no extra materials. There's not always a Christian bookstore around the corner. Couldn't necessarily order something from Amazon. Internet was dial-up at best. Um, so all of these things that we depended upon in the U.S., we didn't necessarily have. So um, I remember one day it kind of hit me. It was like, okay, wait, we are responsible for our own family in the sense that we're children's. We, we're, we had children. We had like a young youth. I mean, we're it. There's no youth pastor. There's no children's pastor. There's no new curriculum. And just helping like the people at our first church in the community where we were, um, helping them learn how they too could lead children with just a Bible. Mm. You can have a Bible. That's the power of the Word of God. You could have a Bible. You don't have to go have a next the next curriculum packet. You have the Bible and the Word of God. Mm. And then how do you take that and go with that? Mm. I think too, one of the things for me personally is you know, we went to one place and you know, our idea was a missionary, they go and they stay somewhere forever. That's just where you go. But the Lord had other plans. It was a journey for us. Mm. Um, and one of the growth factors for me was, okay, wait a minute, God, I thought I was planning here, but you're physically moving me somewhere else. Mm. And so I had to trust God with the process. It wasn't like, all right, I've arrived mm. literally and figuratively in my relationship with God. I've arrived. Okay, this is it. No, it's a step. It's a growth. It's a journey. It's a journey in a relationship with him. That's awesome. You know, I want to talk more about this on the other side of the break and and ask um, ask you as well, Tony, you know, um, 
going there, how did God challenge you? What what work did he do in your heart there? Because I got stories, you know, for myself about Cuba and just coming back and you guys spent you guys spent nine years there, right? Nine yes. years. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't imagine there's a there's a lot of examples. So let's let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk to Joy and Tony. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Okay, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I'm Steve Pearson from Redemption Hill Church, the lead pastor, usually in studio with Keith Radke from River Community Church in West Jordan. Uh, Keith has taken a small break, and I have some friends in studio today, uh, Tony and Joy Waller from um, Oak Hill Baptist Church in Williamson, Georgia, and they're missionaries and um, spent quite a few years overseas, and so we're just talking about them. And so before the break, Tony, um, I asked you, you know, what was it like for you? I mean, you're the man, you're providing for your home, you're a spiritual leader, and you just took them to Africa, <laughs> and you're in a totally different culture. You don't have internet. You don't have a lot of things. I mean, what was the most challenging thing to your faith? Thinking about uh, the um, challenges there, though, I, I, I do do want to say that uh, one of the, the key things for us was, was having other people there who have walked this journey, and then that mm. they could actually lead us through there. But leaving a career selling our house and, and, and th- those things. And it, in a sense, walking into the um, unknown, so to speak, but then also knowing that God is there. So I, th- I think there was just so many firsts, so many um, unknowns that we didn't know. I'm, I'm a person that likes to plan. I want to know what's coming up next. But it, during, on this journey, we, we didn't know. When we went to our um, first lo- uh, location, we were planning to uh, uh, stay there forever. Within six months or so, God began to put on our heart a, a different people, and we began to see that God may move us somewhere else. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, we just got here. We're now just now get, getting settled, and God, you're saying you're going to move us somewhere else? Please no. But then it's just, just that w- walking w- with him day by day, trusting him that he's leading us, and so wherever he takes us, and then ha- having that mindset God, wherever you want us to go, we will go, knowing that it's not going to be easy, but we're walking with you. And so as as long as we're walking with you, that's the best place we can be. That is, I, I love that, because that's as practical in, in day-to-day life as, as we can get, right? When you're telling this story, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Philip, right? Philip's in Samaria in this, this pump and revival, and then God says, go out into the desert. Exactly, and it's like you want me to leave this? Like this is where this is where it's happening, Lord. Like really, and but He doesn't tell him anything else. He's just going to the desert, you know. And you, you get your next orders when you get there. So He gets out in the desert, and I can just picture him now. What? Like look at what's going, and He sees this chariot kind of going by. He goes, "Go run next to the chariot," you know, and and He runs next to the chariot, and it isn't until He takes each step that exactly. now He realizes as He's listening. To this, to, to this guy, read the book of Isaiah. He's like, oh, hey, I know why I'm here now. Do you know what you're reading? And he says, well, how can I unless someone explains? And 
what ends up happening? They stop, he shares the Lord, he gets saved, he gets baptized, and Philip's gone. And I think there's there's an amazing lesson in there for us in that a lot of times God doesn't give us the whole picture. Exactly. One step at a time, right? And, and that's hard for us. Was It, it was hard for you guys, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. And, and go, going back to uh, Philip, Philip is a great example of being spirit-led. Hmm. Wherever God spoke to him to go, he, he went. And so he trusted God. And, and, and I think for me, one of the... Um, biggest things that that I I learned through through this whole process was just being able to trust God, Mm. to know that he is working and he is moving and his spirit is empowering us to do whatever he's telling us to do. Mm. Now, Joy, the psalm says that the paths of the Lord drip with abundance. So when you're in the paths of the Lord, there's an abundance. And so, you know, Think of your time there. You're in the will of the Lord. You're in the paths of the Lord. What were some of the things, and we'll talk about a little bit of the lap, but what was the abundance? What was the experience you had both personally with God and just watching him grow you? Maybe some, even some examples. Wow, I watched God move tremendously. Well, you know, we like to see things very concrete here in America. We like to count numbers. We like to judge success by, by numbers, um, by growth. I judged it by, okay, wow, I get to see God work. For me, it was a sense of, okay, Lord, where do I go today? Who do I talk to today? Um, The importance of spending time in his word and just being able to say, Lord, what's on your heart? Um, From everything from our kids, seeing God work in their lives, whether it was giving them a friend or helping them through another transition. Um. And just walking the streets of one of like walking the streets of our city saying, Lord, who do I talk to? And that's how I met people. We would call them like people of peace, people of access into our community. Um, that's how we met people. Uh, he would direct our paths. I'd meet somebody on the street. We'd start a conversation and I would be invited into a home and there became good friends. Hmm. So hmm. just seeing God work in that way. Um, God, where's the next place you want us to live in our city? Because we didn't necessarily move into a place and stay there um, for years. We might move and then maybe a couple years later move to the, to another place within our city. And Lord, where's the next place? And mm. he would show me, you know, this is the next step. This is the next step. Mm. And even when we didn't always know, um, I know one time we had um, a medical kind of scare and the Lord, we, we were going to have to move back quickly to the U.S., and the Lord just gave me a peace. He's like, I got this. Just walk in it. Just mm. walk in it. Wow. So it, it sounds like, I know, because when, when we went to Cuba, there was, for, for me personally, there was almost this shock and awe that there was a world outside of my own mm. that existed like this. And, and it took me, I mean, we were only there for, for a week, but I, I couldn't swallow it. I was like, and that's the thing that I think that kind of moved me. It was like, God, we're so rich here. We have so much. And there's people that have so little. But but one of the pastors said something to me there that I thought was really fascinating. He said, you know, Americans come over and they think that that they can throw money at the problem and Absolutely. fix everything. Yes, that's true. And he said this, he goes, we don't want your money. We want you. Absolutely. And explain your guys is how, how important you feel that is to like what Paul said, we imparted our very life to you. How important is that in a mission field where you, 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 you don't come and trying to westernize everybody, but you come and impart your life to them. Something uh, that our 
team leader uh, taught us er early on. He said, uh, let them teach you how to win them. So we're in a, a, a culture very different from ours, thinking, you know, coming in thinking that we've got the answers. But he said, let them teach you how to win them. So what does that look like? It looks like spending time with them, asking them questions. If you don't know where the grocery store is or these things, ask them those questions. And then as you build those relationships with them, you will, will learn them. You will l learn their heart, what their needs are, learn how to communicate with them. And so they will teach you how to win them. Hmm. So very, I had a, very, I, sorry, let me interrupt. I had a lady um, who the same kind of concept. She just said, she just wanted to spend time together. It wasn't asking for money. It wasn't asking for things. It was us valuing them as people, respecting their culture, but loving them where they were. And they would say to us, you're different. You're different. You're not what we see on television. And it wasn't, again, just coming and throwing money because, you know what? There's poverty in this world, and it's it's going to be here for a while. That's you right. You know, we can't fit. We're not here. We're not called to fix everything, but right. we are called to love people. And sometimes there's a physical component to that, to helping a little helping people help themselves and just loving them That's right. with That's the right. love of God. And you know what we did there, um, Pastor Steve, we come back and we do here. You it's do. the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it took me a while to kind of process that. Hmm. But as the Lord transitioned us back to America, um, you know, there was a grieving of leaving what we thought, well, we were supposed to be there. God, did we fail you? Did we miss something? No, it was God moving us back. Yeah. for his purposes, that we could trust the journey. We can trust God in this journey. That's right. And now we, we love people just like we did there. That's right. You know what, Joy, you bring up a really good point that I really want, I want to address briefly in this last minute and a half we have is, you know, a lot of times we're, we're shocked by, by the, the, the physical poverty, but not by the spiritual poverty. And, yes. and, and that's to me, the greater need. And, 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 I, and I think whether you're in Africa or whether you're in Cuba or whether you're in the United States, it's the spiritual poverty. It's that bankruptcy of regardless of, of life status that, that really is sinking the soul of man. And, and so in, in the last minute that we have, um, if you guys could just briefly address um, the, the need to reach out to that part, regardless of where you're at, the spiritual poverty, whether in Georgia or in Utah or Africa or Cuba, that has to be the real focus of missions, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yes. And I'm going to share just real quick. And then, Tony, as we've come back, God has given us a heart for the church, a mm. heart for people here in America that they to help them know what they believe and to help address that spiritual poverty. Because spiritual poverty is outside the church walls, but it's also within mm. and helping us as we you know, think about spiritual disciplines, about knowing God, spending time with him. That's our focus, because out of the church, God will call people. And to um, just to um, follow up with that, too, is just that that God, if. My prayer is, God, let me have your heart, break my heart for, for what breaks yours. And so that's what we want to um, 
communicate to others, break my heart for what b- b- breaks yours. Amen. Amen. Well, we're out of time for this edition of Shouts of Grace Radio. It's been a pleasure having you join us. Again, if you want to listen to more of Shouts of Grace Radio, go to shoutsofgraceradio.com or rhutah.church. And we look forward to having Keith in studio next time, and we will see you then. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 